Bienvenidos a Mundo Musical, a podcast by two Latinx women in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where we talk about the music that has influenced our lives and our experiences. Join us as we explore our lives through music. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Mundo Musical. Hey y'all, it's Erika. And I'm Paula. We hope y'all are doing good. Um, Erika, how are you doing today? I'm doing... I'm tired. I'm very tired. <laughs> but I'm good. Um, I worked a full shift today. And now we're at, we're at your uncle's house. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my girl for letting... Well, who, who I'm cat sitting for. And let us um, record an episode today. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking his house. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, yeah, I mean, it was, it wasn't a bad day. It was just a really long day. And, uh, I ended my day having to, um, process a dead person's account. <laughs> oh. So, that kind of drained me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's something that I have to do, right? But, um, yeah. Oh, that's kind of... It's a weird time. It is a weird it's time. It's a really weird time. Because, you know, we're in the midst of COVID and a lot of people are passing. And it's just, it's a really weird time. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's just something I have to do in my job sometimes. So, yeah. But other than that, I'm doing really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to be, you know... You started yeah. out real, real dark. <laughs> Being darks. Verdad. <laughs> it didn't mean to be that way. But every now I'm doing really good. Um, yeah. Having a good time. <laughs> How about you, Paula? Um, also equally tired. I couldn't sleep until very late last night. For things outside of my, or circumstances out of my power. Mm. I mean, not really. <laughs> I guess that's as much as I'll say about it. It's not really out of my power. Um, but a good day uh, working working with our young people. I really like like love what we're doing. Yeah. What um, are you doing? Well, so today, <laughs> so today um, we're finishing up our summer programming with our interns, and they're all high school aged. And so, uh, I don't know. I don't even know if it's something. I can say or not say, but we're doing like a little documentary about what the summer was. Mm-hmm. And so today I was doing interviews. So I got to use a lot of my equipment that I have recently purchased for interviewing. Yeah, shit, because wow. that's not, I know, no, 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 it's not So using it was like, oh, finally I can, I'm using it. Um, and so it was that, and then we all got our headshots taken. So I think it's funny because we all had to show our most authentic selves. So I loved what all the young people came dressed as, you know, how they thought this is my most authentic self and the variations of what that means. And then since I also was getting my headshot taken, I think it's funny how I recognize that my authentic self is literally the same self as from high school, <laughs> which is typically my my Converse, um, una playera that either has like some political messaging or like cultural messaging. So mine right now says la cultura cura 
por una curandera en Agates out en Los Ángeles en Boyle Heights. Okay. I know in espacio. Espacio 839. 839. Thank hey. you because I, I don't want to say the number because I I won't I won't get it right. But yes, I got this T-shirt there and then some like large chapitas because that's my mm. style. Because oh. it's like my other my other accessory is my big curly hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good day. I think we should put a disclaimer that in case y'all hear like things in the background. Those are the cats that are fighting, because like how I said, I'm cats. Well, not why well, come and feed the cats. I'm not physically here all the time, but today they're they're active. I'm watching mm-hmm. Indy right now, like staring at something. <laughs> but do you want to tell us what we're drinking today? Yeah. So today we got a beer from Broken Bat Brewing or Brewing Company. Um, and it's located over on First in Pittsburgh in Walker's Point. Uh, and the beer that we got today is called Juiced. And it's a double juicy IPA. And y'all, this has this has a 10.1% alcohol content. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> like when Erika came up with four four latas, I was like, dang, stingy bro. <laughs> no, no, no te creas. Pero I've been drinking this first one um, since we got here, which was like around five, some six o'clock. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you're not done with it yet. I because <laughs> we had tacos before <laughs> before starting our podcast. Um, Cause we come out hungry from work and what mm-hmm. was, so yeah. I actually am ready for my second and final beer of yeah. juiced a double juicy IPA. Yeah. So far it's good. Um, I'm a little bit of a lightweight, you guys. If you hear me being a little bit slurry, <laughs> um, it's probably because of beer. <laughs> Let me just grab this real quick. But yeah. Um, we're not exactly sure what's in this beer either. It doesn't have a list of ingredients. I tried looking it up on their site too, and I was not successful in finding uh, an ingredients list. But from what Paula and I can um, deduce, there is citrus in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the information you need, that there's citrus in there. There's okay. citrus and there's hops. <laughs> Um, so crack this real quick. Yeah, again, that was from Broken Bat Brewing Company, and they're over on First ah. and Pittsburgh. Um, Wait, really quick. Uh, speaking about hops, so I finally saw that episode of Taste the Nation about Milwaukee. Oh. And I was coming up with my own opinion about it, but something Should that we impact that. We can't. But okay, go go go. But the one thing that I realized was hops is like an actual. It's a thing that you put in there. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know what to call it because it's not wheat. I don't know what it is, and I can't. Ex- I can't look it up on Google right now because my phone's not working. Okay. But I didn't know hops was something that was added into the beer to make it happy. You know, more bitter. I thought it was just the term that they called it. Which, again, I think reinforces the fact that we're not beer connoisseurs. <laughs> yes. 
Because, I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing that can be edited to be edited. What is it? Okay, so I looked it up on Google because we live by Google it loca from <laughs> Um Hops are the flowers, also called seed cones or strobiles, of the hop plant Humulus lupulus. They are used primarily as a bittering, flavoring, and stability, stability agent in beer, to which in addition to bitterness, they impart floral, fruity, or citrus flavors and aromas. So this beer actually says that it has, that it's loaded with flavor and hops. Um, and you can definitely taste it in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We'll let you guys know at the end of the... Rating. At the end of the episode if this is a zero stars or a five stars beer. <laughs> Those are our two options. Zero <laughs> or five. <laughs> well, after two beers that are 10.1% alcohol, I think that might be... It's like, it's, it's a five or it's a zero. Vamos a salir de cualquier manera. No. But, um, what were your thoughts on that episode? So, I was thinking, so we, you, me, and along with a friend have had a conversation about this episode. Shout out to Linda. Hey, hey, friend. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, going with an open mind, but also knowing what it's going to be about. So I think I already knew what to expect and also to, like, be angry about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Taste the Nation is a, it's a food show on Hulu. And since pandemic has started, I've been watching a lot of food shows. Yo ya me creído, like... A foodie? A, not a foodie, <laughs> but, like, wanting to cook at my house and wow. actually using what I get from my garden. Which is good because I was spending way too much money prior like, oh, do I want... I'm hungry. There's nothing at home. All right, let me go get tacos. Let mm-hmm. me go get pizza. Look at that, right? So now I'm cooking. And so um, Taste the Nation, the second episode, is on Milwaukee, which I'm like, hey, that's cool. Not a lot of shows um, highlight Milwaukee. And I think Milwaukee has a lot of... Well, beer culture, obviously, but also different foods. And... I don't think Milwaukee's ever really, like, showcased for for anything. anything. Right? <laughs> except Maybe except the Bucks. The, I mean, and yeah, the, the Packers, Bucks. that's it. Right, our sports now are everything that's negative and very real about Milwaukee, right? We're one mm-hmm. of, if not one of the most segregated cities of the United In, States, yep. where we have the most amount of black men car- incarcerated, right? Milwaukee's not very highlighted, and we're two women who've grown up here, and I see a lot of really dope stuff that happens in Milwaukee. So I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. So one thing, yes, it only shows downtown area. Yeah. like There it, was one spot in West Milwaukee, and I only knew that because I used to live a couple blocks away from there. Uh-huh. Um, but other than that, uh, everything else was in downtown. Yeah, so they're driving yeah. in the Wiener Mobile. I think that's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is so funny. Like that's really what they wanted to show Milwaukee about. I know. Like we're they just... said, Milwaukee. Let me let me show that fucking sausage that okay, right. I personally very rarely see on the streets. Mm-hmm. But they first of all only circulate through the downtown area, except for West Milwaukee, um, mm-hmm. which is a very suburban area, and they. Part of it I did find really interesting. I under like 
I can recognize why they decided to focus on the German history because that's how that's just the history of Milwaukee. It mm-hmm. was a very German city, and I think also then the fact that it was a very it was an immigrant um, place, very much how it can be in different parts. Like we're both from the South Side, and we come from immigrant families, and a lot of the the families in the South Side are Latinx, and some are immigrants. So I can see why they were focused on the German history because that is the history of Milwaukee. And, you know, finding out, like, how beer is created by um, someone who does it in their homes to mm-hmm. sausage to typical dishes. So all of that, like, I wasn't bothered by because I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's, that's the history about it. I was kind of annoyed. I'm like, okay, you're only going to circulate around the downtown area when there are different foods that are very delicious Mm -hmm. so I don't know how to feel about it exactly because I can be like mad because it's like I recognize why they would focus on that because Milwaukee also has so many different areas um and foods that are very good it's just like I don't know I don't know I can't I don't know how to finish my thought I don't know it was just it was weird. It was weird to... I know Linda had said that um, it was like seeing a Milwaukee that she didn't really know. And that was... that when After watching it, that, that really did resonate with me. Because I was like... I've never been to Usinger's. Like, I've driven past it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And, you know, they didn't show any people of color besides the host or the oh, hostess. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fast. Um, she literally was the only person of color in the episode. Everybody else was white as fuck. Um, so I just felt like it wasn't a true re- representation of what Milwaukee is. Um, but, I mean, are they really... <laughs> They were really just focusing on German culture and mm-hmm. what German culture did for Milwaukee. So, like, I don't know. I It made sense to me that they would only showcase white people. But why should white people only be showcased? Yeah, and that's true. You're right. The only person of color was the host herself. Mm-hmm. And part of that probably is because they only showcase German culture. Right. Um, so... And you're right, I've never been to You Singer. I've never been to the restaurant that they show. I get the one that was Milwaukee. I don't know where it was. Yeah, I oh, what the fuck was it called? Kugels? I don't I, know. I can't Krugers? I don't know. Something I, I German. Don't know. <laughs> Something German. <laughs> I won't lie, I'm like, man, a broth sounds good. I c I'll fuck me up a broth. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Bro, if Mexicans love them some salchichas. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Cada carnita asada. Mm-hmm. Que no falten las, sal- las salchichas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If y'all want to go watch that episode, feel free. Yeah, if you're from Milwaukee. And Let you us know also, what you think. Yeah, put your own your own thoughts to it because when, you're right, when Lina had said it was like seeing a Milwaukee, I didn't know. I was very curious to be like, these are areas I've never been to before, which for me is very hard to understand like I've been to a lot of places in Milwaukee right. all throughout the city and then that that whole thing had a lot more to it so like yeah these places that I don't I don't go you just to. don't frequent them like yeah. I, I will drive past them you know I yeah. know where they are 
I just don't go in there. Exactly. <coughs> like, why would I go there? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I Loki guess. wanted to such teach after. I was like, oh. true. I'm brought, but I ain't doing <laughs> homemade pizzas. Because y'all know I'm already cooking. I used basil for my garden. Wow. That's it. A chef. <laughs> Completamente. Give me my culinary degree and now. <laughs> All right. But let the people know what's our first topic. I mean, our topic. There's not first. There's the no, only topic. The only topic today is rock and espanol. Yes. Now, this is Paula's bread and butter. This and like salsa. Well, okay, let me let me say why this is my bread and butter. Um, I grew up all my life listening to rock in Espanol. My mom, I think I've mentioned this in the first episode, yeah. is completamente una rockera mm-hmm. to this day. So we've been listening to rock in Espanol since we were little, little asking... Um, like for her to change it to to the Disney radio station, Radio <laughs> Disney. We were like, no, mommy, yeah, like, pon, pon radio, radio Disney, andale. And she'd be wanting to listen to, to Plastilina Mosh, y Molotov, y X, no? Um, and as I got older, I found a big appreciation because I think for me it was part of that connection, no, with my mom. Pero also, like, I go, I... Well, you'll see me in a slam, in a mosh pit for rock in Espanol. I, I truly do love it. I really, really do. I really do love rock in Espanol. So I think... With that being said, why don't you go ahead and introduce oh. your first song? <laughs> well, uh, so, because I was so excited for this episode. Um, y'all stay tuned for the rest of the podcast. I've been doing a lot of research because I eventually want this to also present some... I want to present some history on the different types of music we talk about. And, um, well, music is so... I mean, it's global. But I'm, like, that's even stupid for me to say. Obviously, it is. So I want to, when I'm talking about a topic, to give it justice in every single region. So stay tuned to different episodes of the podcast because I want to talk about general history and about different topics according to countries and lo que sea. Pero um, for this episode, because it was really hard for me to choose a song and it was impossible me for me to choose only three songs in rock and espanol because it's, it's a, a lot of what I listen to. Because rock, I mean, music can, music, can have cross genres, right? You can have rap along con rock y, y samba con rock y lo que sea, a bunch of stuff. Um, so I think I wanted to start off by talking about my first introductions and connections to it. Mundo Musical, which I don't know if I mentioned in the first place, was where my mom worked at when she first came to Milwaukee. It was a CD cassette store in the South Side. And we eventually will do an episode where my mom talks about Mundo Musical along with her friends. Um, but that's where a lot of rockeros met each other and she found her community here in Milwaukee. So one of my first introductions was playing in that store when I was little when my mom would be on her shift. 
not exactly the music, but I definitely remember seeing different posters for different CDs that were coming out, just playing around the store. So I think that's like my first connection to like that love for music. And then <laughs> I think this is such a funny story to mention, but I think I was born, I had to be born a Roquera because my mom was pregnant as fuck with me. And she, I love you, mama. She would be in a mosh pit while she was pregnant. And let me tell y'all, as somebody who has experienced many, get the pasta. You know how, like, when the beer is warm? Yeah. And you take the last sip? Yeah. That was disgusting. <laughs> okay, continue with your story. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. She just made it out with, like, a disgusting face. And I was like, it was, it was gross. <laughs> like, you found a gusano at al final? <laughs> Type shit. <laughs> um, but as somebody who's personally been in plenty of pits and come out with bruises... Like, I'd be taking bribes, like, yo, this is what I got in, you know, here, 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 oh, like I said. I definitely remember when we came back from the Frida Fest. <laughs> the first time, and I was like, oh, yeah, you, you see all these um, bruises? They were from the mosh pit. <laughs> so then I just started thinking about how my mom was pregnant with me in a mosh pit. Like, she for real said, oh, fuck that, I'm pregnant. I'm going to still have a good-ass time, you know? <laughs> and so and uh I can't even remember the concert she was in I think it's really cool she will talk about the like concert she used to go to and they would be like lineups it'd be like La Ley y Juanes back when like, what? yeah back when Juanes still hadn't exploded dude I totally forgot about Juanes see how like big this <laughs> fucking genre is no, no, but it's so funny. She had gone to, um, a, so back in the 90s, because rock was very popular, um, was there would be lineups. So it'd be multiple artists in the same ticket. So my, I remember my mom said she was like with my tío Jacobo, my, herself, and a couple other friends and tíos, and the opening act was Juanes. But Juanes now is is what we know. He's exploded, right? He did um, duets con Juanga. He he does stuff like with Monsieur Perine. I don't know if I butchered that name, pero Nelly Furtado. Exactly. <laughs> pero back back when they would go to these countries, he was still undiscovered, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so she would go to these lineup of concerts, and I think it's so funny that she would be in a in a mosh pit. And then I think then after that, right, because I was born. <laughs> and then so were my siblings, like car rides. We were constantly listening to, I remember listening to Frijolero by Molotov, Mr. Pimash, Café Tacuba, a bunch of these artists. And so for me, I think rock in Espanol is a big remembrance of my childhood. And then also equally is the person I am today because it's still... It's your personality, Paula. Yeah. It is part of your personality. <laughs> like, I think I'm always constantly dressed ready to go to a concert. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and for sure. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Y'all y'all know I'm ready to, to either go for a concert when I dress, dip, 
I'm re- like I'm comfortable enough where if I need to flee from a situation, I can plead. <laughs> I can be at a concert. I'm gonna be comfortable. I also think I look cute. <laughs> um, I never. I like that. That like lack of, um, I guess like gender confines for the way I dress too. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. Even though I can, I love wearing dresses too, and I don't want to wear pants. But it's not. It's just me. Right. It's just what I am. Right. A t-shirt that has some kind of graphics on it by some artist. Some long, some big ass earrings because with my curly hair, like, no se nota las chiquitas and my converse. <laughs> um, and so that leads to my first song, which is, and I don't think my Wi-Fi is working. Could I use your phone? So my first song is Give Me the Power by Molotov. Because I think, like, all music in general, but a lot of the music I listen to from is from Latino America. It's all very political. So Give Me the Power is really political. And I think that's what drives me so much to it. Because it's about class struggle. It's about the contra el bourgeoisie, about the working class. Um... And it's all in a rhythm that you can dance to. I remember seeing Moloto, and literally, as soon as I walked in, I was already having like my little bailecito cuando me voy a meter al mash pit. I was already doing my baile when I went to go see Moloto. And so, this is one of my favorite um, canciones de rock en español. La policía te está extorsionando, Dinero. pero ellos de lo que tú estás pagando y si te tratan como a un delincuente no es tu culpa dale gracias al regente hay que arrancar el... and it starts like right away la policía te está extorsionando cause fuck 12 exactly like in Mexico right they be taking your money to avoid multas and um, tickets la corrupción and that shit's <laughs> global la corrupción el abuso del poder la policía Mm-hmm. And so, right away, it gets to the point, and I recommend listening to all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my first song. What you got for us for your first one? For my first one, well, my first song is completely <laughs> different. <laughs> um, so I I came to know about rock in español because of. You know, the very known artists. Like Mana, Café Tacuba in particular. Like, there was... When they came out with the song, It Is, that, like, that shit blew my fucking mind. Because <laughs> um, I was so used to, like, listening to cumbia, to bachata, to corridos. Like, my dad is a really... Or used to be a really big um, Los Tigres del Norte fan. So, that's that's what I grew up with. Like, John Sebastian. Rock en Español is not, was not a very big part of my childhood up until I turned, like, maybe, like, eight. Um, My aunt ended up marrying this guy from Daefe. So this guy is a straight-up chilango. (laughs) He, a lot of the artists that I know of now are because of him. Um, You know, he was also... We just spent a lot of time with him, you know? We used to go to, like, his soccer games and shit when, like, 
soccer clubs were like popping. <laughs> so shout out to Complex. <laughs> um, but like on the car rides there, like that's all we were listening to. We were listening to um, El Aragon. We were listening to Mago de Oz. And not just like Molinos de Viento y Fiesta Pagana, like their actual fucking <laughs> Those songs. Those are Bops. Yes. <laughs> we should do an episode on Quince Bops. You're okay. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we were listening to their actual music, not just the Bops. Um, so like he really just introduced my family in general to like a lot of that broken Espanol. And I just got into it more. But my first song is actually by Plastilina Mosh and it is <laughs> the pervert pop song <laughs> otherwise known as Castigame <laughs> and I hope y'all enjoy it this song this song just makes me crack up <laughs> I love it but it also like lets the the hoes out there know <laughs> <laughs> So even as a child, I knew I was a kinky ass bitch. <laughs> but yeah, that was um that was actually one of my favorite songs as a kid. And I never let my mom fucking catch me listening to it. Yeah, because it cut, like, I mean, it's called Pervert Pop Song, no? So yeah. it sounds like a pop song. Right. Know, like, right. The lyrics are, like, completely different. Yeah, they're. <laughs> if you haven't, if you don't know about the song, you should go listen to it. Because <laughs> um, it's a really good song. But yeah, like I never caught, I never let my mom catch me listening to this shit. She'd probably be like, "What the fuck are you listening to?" It's like me telling my mom. I think around the same age that I really liked the song "Birthday Sex" by Who well, Is It Trey Songs. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think Trey Songs singing. And I used to be like, "Yeah, no, mom, I really like that song," and she'd be like, "Why?" <laughs> I mean, I knew what they were saying. No, I was like, I know what he get. I, I know what he throwing out right now. <laughs> I didn't tell her that. <laughs> I didn't even like pay attention. I was just like, oh, I like this beat. I know I'm always paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's so funny. Um, when I saw the document with that first song, um, it just reminded me how. So for Plastilina Mash, I don't know a lot of their songs, but um. One that my mom would always play was Mr. P. Mush. And for me, that song used to kind of scare me because you've heard of it, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many like different things that are going on. People giggling, like different types of rhythms. I'd be like, what's going on? I'd get freaked out. But my brother, Nando, or was Leonardo, um, but we call him Nando, liked that song a lot. He used to really like that song. And I don't remember why. 
but I used to be like, that song, like, it's weird. And then now I have it in my playlist. And there's some days where I can get, like, I'll listen to the whole thing. I'm like, oh, you know, this reminds me of my childhood. And I'll be like, no, I'm weirded out. Why is she giggling? Why is she giggling all of a sudden? But you know what? Their music just does that. Like, they just, they like doing weird shit. And, like, it works. Mm-hmm. I love experimental shit. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I really like them. I enjoy them. But... Yeah, that was my first song. Uh, how about your second song, Paula? So my second song, and I got stories for all my songs. Because if we were going to go talk about our first introductions about such a big topic, especially to me. So my dad has loves concerts and DVDs. I think I mentioned that before. But he's has, or he has a lot of MTV Unplugged concerts. El Tri... Um, I don't think Molotov, but like Ruben Blades, Chavela Vargas, Vicente Fernandez. And so for me, those were how I was able to picture the artist to their music. I was like, oh, this is how El Tri looks like. Y tenía una guitarra, like on el middle finger pointing up. That was the, the what is it called? Um... The head of the guitar was the middle finger, or like, <laughs> or like oh, Cafeta Cuba. He has Cafeta Cuba, and Rene Alvaran has two, has like two boobs on the middle of his shirt, which I want a shirt like that. If any of y'all can tell me where I can find a shirt like that, that'd be super dope. Um, pero, pero yeah. So for me and my dad is one of my first introductions for me, my love for music. You know, when we first released the first episode, or all throughout my life, my family can have really extensive conversations about music, about all types of music, you know, throwing out artists that we should mention, talking about the history of it. That's really where my appreciation for music stems from. And I was telling you beforehand that I recognize that as one of my love languages, you know, for... Yeah, that's the sixth love language. Yeah, <laughs> music. Yeah, like you sent me a song you like, and you said I thought you would like this. Mm-hmm. It means yeah. a lot. Exactly, it means a mm-hmm. lot. Like you recognize that this song was something that I would listen to, and mm-hmm. you found it important and sent it to me. Yeah. For me, for yeah. my first relation, for my past relationship. <laughs> um, <laughs> These beers are getting to us, you guys. Right, might cut that part out. Let's see how I feel <laughs> when I edit. Um, was music was our first introduction to to each other, mm-hmm. right? We had been working for a long time, and as soon as I like found out, we had so many similar likes in music, but not just that, but the um, possibilities of sharing different artists or recognizing the OGs of different genres, you know? Knowing that salsa isn't just um, Mark, Am- Mark Anthony y la India, pero, mm-hmm. pero talking about Ruben Blades, Ismael Rivera, um, Cheo Feliciano, and all of that um, was was a big deal for me. That's really how I I become like interested in somebody was. Yeah. Was recognizing, oh snap! Like you also found music so important. You want to know about these, the originals, the OGs, the history behind it. That for me is so 
fucking attractive. <laughs> and so, yeah. so music definitely transcends more than just, you know, these are the songs I like. But definitely these are things I kind of can't live without. Yeah. And I think we both recognize that as true as we are both, you know, grew up as musicians. Yeah. In our different ways, we still play music. We still constantly are around it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, along, before I even started being classically trained, watching my dad's concerts in DVDs were gathering spaces, mostly for him. He would have friends around and they would have una botella de flor de caña. Um, which is rum from Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to fuck with that shit. <laughs> watching these conciertos in el ambiente and convivio. You know, music is definitely a space of convivio. And I, I saw that first within my family, especially with my dad mm-hmm. and his big collection of concerts and DVDs. Mm-hmm. Because for him, I think he also sees the importance... He will give in one of his DVDs away. My dad is so generous. My abuelita um, said, Oh, my mom was much este concierto que era una de Juanga. He was giving it to her. He's like, Oh, here, take it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there was importance of sharing that, Oh, you like this? This is music that I'm going to give this to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads to my second song. <laughs> Which we can look up uh, Vasos Vacíos by Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. Yes. And so my second song is both something that reminds me of my family, my past relationship, and <laughs> also like how music isn't just confined to one genre. What I really like about Vasos Vacíos by Los Fabulosos Cadillacs is that even though it's extremely famous, everybody knows it. Um, and I was kind of weary about picking songs that everybody knew. But because these are my first introductions, it's most natural that they will be songs that everybody knows. Is that Celia Cruz was singing along with Los Fabulosos. Right? Celia Cruz, which is this salsa, rumba icon. singer. Yeah, and who can sing it? She's from Cuba, who can sing it with artists from Argentina. You know, this this connection of cultures and, and genres. And so that was one of the first songs where I was like, dang, I really like from Los Fabulosos. Because it it isn't just about genres. It's about this, you know, this collaboration between mm-hmm. artists. Mm-hmm. So hit it. <laughs> Celia Cruz's voice. Me too. I love artists with that deep voice, you know, Celia Cruz or La Marisol from La Santa Cecilia, Lucha Villa, everybody. (laughs) Man. I know who likes Charela, you know, who have Mm -hmm. these soulful voices and then also um, um, where I can can try to sing along with. I can't sing with really high voice singers, right? Pero con ellas, I'll be like singing. We can try. <laughs> I can try, but I gotta be like real confident, <laughs> or either either be whispering. Um, but those artists hit, oh, hit my soul. Mm-hmm. So that's my second song. 
Paula, you have like some very deep connections. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was up a long time, right? You know, coming up with this playlist. Um, I had a lot of fun just making this playlist. Like, you know, I was making it, and um, I just thought of all the possibilities that we had, like, with just broken Espanol. Like, it's crazy how much music just is part of that genre. Because, you know, and then there's subgenres. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, Mago Leos no es la misma cosa que Café Tacuba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're like different um, sides of broken Espanol. And it's just, man, I, I just had a lot of fun with this. And, like, it, it's so, like, amazing to me that we just have so much music out there mm-hmm. like man it i mean like all music but it's such an ex- large genre that it's hard to just talk about the whole genre in one episode right so we just have to talk about either our first introductions or our yeah. favorites yeah for right and, now yeah and i think you guys will see that um uh these songs that we have in this playlist um but the songs that we have in these playlists are probably a little more known mm-hmm. um just because like paula said they are our first introductions um they're really what exposed us to broken espanol what made us love it um and even though i don't have as much of a, of an extensive background as paula like i don't know like when i just making the playlist like just made fun. me so excited. Yeah. I was so excited. And it it made me feel happy. Like, it made me think back to, like, things that I had not thought back to in a really, really long time. Because <laughs> I don't really listen to rock in Espanol anymore. Like, I don't know what happened. I just stopped listening to it. So, like, making this playlist was just, like I said, really, really, really exciting for me. And um, it just kind of, like reawakened the love that i have for this music and made me want to listen to it more (laughs) but uh my second song is (laughs) by molotov and molotov can be really in your face Mm -hmm. and they are so unapologetic about it and i really really love that about them So, my second song is Here We Come. With a K U M. Unapologetic. <laughs> I love it. Some bien desmadrosos, most Yes, and like it reminds me of like when I was younger, like me encantaba el pinche desmadre. <laughs> that was my personality. <laughs> I love like Molotov is just Molotov is just another thing. Like they're, I, don't know, I have a lot of love for them. Um, they're one of the main bands that I would listen to. Apart from like El Tri and um, Magodeos and um, Sam Sam and Laragan, uh, they were one of the main bands that I would listen to when when I was listening to rock a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, Molotov is most definitely one of the 
um, groups that stick out most from my childhood, even though I gotta admit, I mean, their their lyrics can be a little problematic. They can. I'm not gonna lie. You know, like it for, just yeah. Um, thinking about since the, that was a group that my mom listened to a lot or listens to a lot. They had created a whole cover for Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. and some of their lyrics is like, whoa. You think about um, uh, Frijolero. Mm-hmm. I, they're definitely uh, satirical. Yep. They're satirical. They have messaging where, I mean, in Frijolero, they'd be giving it from different perspectives. Yeah. And obviously, that the part in Espanol which is from the Mexico side, you know, has more depth to it. Mm. The the US side is just like pendejos. Gringos, yeah. pendejos. But like I just love that they're not making excuses for like the shit that they're saying. I know they're problematic as fuck. <laughs> I mean, we're all going to have problematic faves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like people just do stupid shit sometimes. But I just, I love them. But there are songs that, that we grew up with, you know. That was my first, I mean, Give Me the Power was the first song that I came, um, that I thought of because it's so political. Pero. Frijolero was the first song that I heard from Molotov. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are okay. their most popular songs. Yeah, and I mean, that's the one that they got the most shit for, you know. Because at the time, people were like, especially gringos or <laughs> yeah. like i don't like how i'm depicted in this song it's like it ain't about you this song isn't made for you yeah they're not making music for you so but anyway i digress i just <laughs> molotov was always one of my favorite bands um moving on to your third song so my third song <laughs> um so as I got older, you know, I started going to to concerts. It's so funny how my progression in music has has changed. Um, you know, as being younger, listening a lot to R and B and hip hop on the radio, to going through my little alternative phase for like two years in high school, and that was short lived. <laughs> and then I realized I'm like, oh shit, I love rap and I love rock and I love all these protest songs and, and etc um, but uh, going, I love going to concerts I love being in this ambiente and there's definitely some culture around mosh pitting and or el slam no? que así lo dicen en, el, en México um, so my first mosh pit actually happened in Ruido Fest because before that, I mean, you're not mosh pitting at the 1975 or Arctic Monkeys. You know, you're not doing that shit. You can try to mosh pit at Quince's, <laughs> but it's not the same. It's not the same, exactly. When you were in like five, six inch heels, which I was, there was no mosh pit. Shh. Girl, I would have <laughs> fell. For me, it was like. Your dead ass. Like, for me, it was enough to do a caballo dorado in heels. The fuck I'm gonna be doing mosh, moshing in that shit, right? Right. Yeah. But in Ruido Fest, the first year I went, I took my parents because Panteon Rococo was playing, and they both really liked Panteon, and I so did I. And uh, um, there's definitely things that happen in the mosh pit that I think are 
like you have to like talk about. So first year I went to um, to Rido Fez and attended a masquerade. I had literally like what I'm basically wearing. I was wearing some jeans, I was wearing a t-shirt, some shoes, but I was wearing my big Coyo Chaco earrings that um, Linda had made me. And <laughs> shout out to Linda again. I know, right? <laughs> to Canelita Brown on Instagram. Yes, stop! You're giving away our, our creator of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I had taken my parents, and it was such a great experience. You know, I got to see Celso Pina before he passed, and like, right? Oh God! <laughs> and that's a whole different episode. Yeah. And got to see different artists who I definitely had appreciation for, and then I'm um, at. Like the Panteon Rococo concert, and I was with my parents. They're kind of a little bit behind me because I'm shorter. But uh, we were like right at that like imaginary line before the mosh pitting starts. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, dang, like, I want to be in there. I want to be in there. I'm thinking about my mom, how she'd always be in there. And so I think it's so funny because I talked about this with my parents after I started taking off my earrings. And like getting myself prepared, putting them in my pocket. I don't even think I put them in my pocket. I had it in one hand, I had my phone in another hand. And after when I talked about it with my parents, my dad was like, Yeah, yo te vi, que te querías animar, te querías animar. Y dije, No, Paula, don't do it, don't do it. Después te vi que te quitabas tus aretes. And I'm like, You know, don't do it, don't do it. Y de repente ya ni estabas. And I was in that mosh pit. And I was, Oh, the first year I was like kind of being banged around. I was like, oh my God, I'm having a good time. <laughs> but mush, like in a mush, it's predominantly men. And like some like, like rare, I mean, not rare, like pocas mujeres. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's just so gross about a mush pit is that there's hella inappropriate touching. Hella, like the amount of times I've had my ass grabbed in a mush pit. And it's not even like it's happened the ass, which is no, it's like inappropriate. They're like, yep. damn near trying to grab your cooch type shit yep. from behind. It's disgusting. So Men I are quickly, trash. yo, I quickly learned to fucking elbow them. Don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Don't touch me inappropriately. I understand if we're all gonna be pushing. Don't each other touch around. me. Period. Though. Don't fucking and touch me. Like I understand, right? The need. That people are like banging around, right? So they're and men are sometimes some guys are just like punching. They're just throwing punches. Literally. So like how you had said when I first came back from that concert, I was showing everybody like, oh, these were my bruises. <laughs> yeah. Check me out. Because like people are throwing punches or you're just being pushed around. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that would happen. I think it's just some things to know when you're gonna get a mosh you're gonna get in a mosh pit is don't wear big earrings. Like, we're studs. <laughs> or, right. or if you are, I mean, even the year after when I had gone to Rilofest all three days, um, I was every day wearing my big earrings. But as soon as I knew, okay, ya viene inspector, and I know I'm going to be in the mosh pit, I was taking off my earrings. You know, I was giving my phone to my friend. Mm-hmm. So so we can go into to the mosh pit, you know? Like, because that first time when I had gone to go see um, Panteón, I lost my big coil chalkies. Like, to this day, no. But to this day, I think they're my lucky earrings. Because I had stopped in my tracks, and I said, no. These were a gift. I'm going to find them. You're in a mosh pit that's going one direction. 
the fuck I'm doing going the other direction? And I had my phone on. It was dark. I was a little tipsy. And I was looking for those earrings. I found it. And then I had lost it the next year in Mexico, getting off El Metro. And I found them again. Shout out to Carlita Brown. <laughs> yeah. Making lucky earrings. <laughs> she also told me it's time to put on backs to those earrings. <laughs> and I had to start wearing backs. So I was like, you're right. You're right. I should be wearing backs with my earrings. Mm. Um, now that we're talking about earrings, um, I think we should post the earrings that we wear for every episode. Oh, okay. I love my yeah. girasoles that I'm wearing. I, yeah, one of my favorites. Paula and I don't really wear earrings from stores. We mm. actually wear earrings that like are handmade. So if y'all want to see that, let us know. Yeah, we'll like post this shit. I yeah, love... I mean we're gonna post it anyway. But if you want to <laughs> see more, like let us know. <laughs> my earrings are my my statement piece mm-hmm. for jewelry. Mm-hmm. I think the other kind of jewelry I wear is this this bracelet for protection yeah. and then my fucking watch. Um, but yeah. <laughs> my last song. Because I've talked so much about Panteón Rococo is La Carencia. Because I think it's worth getting into a mosh bell. Go, Sky demands, pide un mosh pit. Y La Carencia is lo que me mandó a ese mosh pit. I don't remember exactly the song, pero Panteón Rococo was my first mosh. So, aquí les va La Carencia. And equally, it's political. It's talking about the working class. Music's political as fuck, and that's what's so dope about it. So, La Carencia makes me fucking dance, and then also be like, (laughs) shit, fuck capitalism. For real. So, my third song is a classic. Um, Alex Lora is the OG of OGs. He has been around forever. Shit, for real. His, his, like, discography is extensive. Like, I don't know what this man can't do. (laughs) I mean, before his three was... Three songs on my mind, I think. Hold up. I had it I had it right down my notes. Okay. He was a yeah, I mean he had a whole different band in the sixties. Did he? I didn't yeah. even know that. Before they became a three, it was three souls in my mind. Mm. A lot of it emulated sixties rock from the US though. Um. And then I mean still too good kind of, you know, their rock is definitely like traditional kind of mm-hmm. rock as you know over blues. Right. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. The more you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, Alex Lora uh, was really a big part of my childhood, too. Uh, I, I honestly don't know if I would have ever been able to live without his music. Because... <laughs> Man, like, he sings about everything. Like, everything. And his music can be very... There are songs that he has that are, like, very, very political, but they also fucking hit the heart. 
that you're just like, how can you do this? How can you do this in one They're poetic. song? Yeah. Triste Canciones is very poetic. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's just, he's he's a very talented person. Very, very talented. Um, and the song that I chose is just, uh, it's a song that really, like, reminds me that, uh, wherever you are in life that's just where you are and we're all just trying to figure it out we're all, we're all just trying to get our shit together whatever that shit looks like we all have our own past we all and we all just end up meeting each other some way or another and we end up crossing each other's paths and we're all just humans on this globe <laughs> just trying to figure our shit out you know um so my third song is las piedras uh rodantes las piedras rodando se encuentran y tú y yo algún día nos sabremos de encontrar mientras tanto cuídate y que te bendiga dios no hagas nada malo que no hiciera yo for me, Las Piedras Rodantes is such a sad song. What? Because I think about it from, like, from, like, a perspective of two, like, two lovers who, oh. who he's, like, eventually they'll find themselves. You know, they're from two different, um, two different backgrounds, no? Ella era el cuadro de honor. Él era pinche, um... Siempre metido en algo malo. Mm. Um, and, como, pues, como dice la canción, las piedras rodando se encuentran. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, for me. <laughs> wow. Las piedras rodantes have been such a, like, sad love song. Damn, I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> no, no, but that's, that's, a, that's an interesting part. Because I never thought about, like, we're just humans in our own path. Yeah. Like, quizás en un día nos volvemos a encontrar. Mientras tanto, cuídate. Que yeah. te bendiga Dios. No, no nada hagas... malo que no hiciera yo. Right? Like, sí. Well, pues, for me, continuándolo sin mí. You know? Que mm -hmm. las piedras, you know, they'll, they'll find each other again. For me, it's such a fucking sad song. Damn. I've, I've cried to las piedras. No wonder. Piedras. Like, Paula made this face and I was like, what's wrong? Yeah, for me, it's a sad song. Mm. But, but like I said, Alex Lora y el tri, you know, pues, what, he, him himself, right, how I had mentioned that he has been performing since the 60s, and we're in 2020. Mm. I had la buena fortuna to see him still in concert last year. Um, that he's been playing, let's see, 2019 minus 1960s. 49. No, 59? Bitch. Do the, do the mathematics right quick. Dude, we're, we're a little bit tipsy. We can't do math, okay? I couldn't do math since 8th grade, so. <laughs> 59. <laughs> 59. 59 years. 59 years. He's oh, been performing, shit. you know? That's and wild. So he's most definitely one of the pioneers of rock and espanol in, in Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Because three souls on my mind, in my mind, was definitely emulating a lot of that North, well, not North, or U.S. rock. You know the 
the blues and the rock that was being heard in the U.S. And then it kind of transformed into a little bit of what it is now. Mm-hmm. So he's he's an example of how... He's a pioneer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How it's, it's transformed throughout the years. Because so, rock now is not the rock you would have heard in the 90s. Mm-mm. Because I listen to rock, what is or what maybe is considered rock now? I think it's a, considered Latin Latin alternative now, alternativo. Um, so really, rock has kind of stayed in what is what we have always known it as, and now everything is just considered con, concerned. No, considered, <laughs> considered <laughs> alternativo. <laughs> and, um, and it's definitely not not what it used to be, and so he is a pioneer. He has seen it since the beginning. To if I had seen him last year, my dad saw him like ten years ago or ten plus, right? He's someone who's been around since its inception in Latin America. Mm. America. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we're not here for that. Um, yeah, I mean, totally agree with you. He's. He's a very big part of um, what the um, Spanish rock scene is in in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, I really very, like very your like how you interpreted Las Piedras Rodantes, mm-hmm. and that's something that's so beautiful about music. Like you can interpret it in so many ways. You it does it doesn't just have to be one way, mm-hmm. and it's just it's fucking beautiful. It is. This is why we fucking love music. Exactly. <laughs> like, I would love to think about that <laughs> every time I listen to Los Piedras Rodantes. Yeah. And, you, and not be crying when right. I'm listening to it. Because it's so funny that, like, you know, this song can mean one thing right now. In the future, it's not going to mean that. Or, I mean, to someone else, and, like, for them, I don't know what their interpretation would be, but... Mm-hmm. It's always changing, yeah, according to their experiences and their their thoughts. Yeah, and that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> Ma, yeah. Our experiences Hello. through music, <laughs> and they they change. They change exactly. No, We're definitely at different points in our lives, having to do with mm-hmm. relationships and and everything that we definitely interpret music different. Or 100%. I mean, different bits, yes, no. Yeah. Like, Corridos was definitely something I came up, or I came into as I got older. Of course, like, through my abuelo, you know, I knew Los Tigres. I got to see Los Tigres. They're dope. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, I fucking cried. I cried <laughs> the first time I saw Los Tigres. I... I love that. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it as much. The first time I was like, oh, I know like some rollers, but mm-hmm. not tantas, right? So for me, I was like, oh, this is cool. The second time, no. I was dancing, I was singing along. But no. eso lo que digo, you know, like las diferentes vivencias where mm-hmm. we grew up with different styles mm-hmm. of music and then we, you know, learn more about it at different points in our mm-hmm. lives. And that's yeah. how we interpret songs differently. It was a fucking honor for me to see them live. They're really humble performers. Oh I love and that. they sound exactly how they sound on their fucking CDs without a tune. Is that they ask el público what they want to hear? They be and they'll literally be reading shout outs. Mm-hmm. They have how many? They're decades? like your fucking DJ at the quince's. Like, Most definitely. Yep. 
Yeah. Exactly. It's like saludos para la familia, blah 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 blah. That's how they be. <laughs> to this day, to this day, that's, yes. and that's humble performing. I yeah. love that. I appreciate that. I think that's what makes a fantastic performer on stage. I just, I love them. I just, I love them <laughs> so much. And yeah, um, yeah. I just, I love them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, back to rock. Yeah, I well, I think I'm done. Me too. Those are my three songs. Yeah. Um, so now should we move on to recommendations? Yes. You know what you're recommending today? If not, I can go first. Go first. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not... Um, really, this week I'm just... Uh, I'm recommending just to take care of yourself. Because it is rough out here mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that some people aren't working. Some people are working. And just me being a person that is working, um, I find that I'm getting more and more drained than I was before the pandemic. And I'm not really seeing as much people as I was before so it's a little bit strange to me that I am getting more tired and my energy levels are just lower. So it's just, just take care of yourself, whatever it is. Um, I went to go get my nails done and my toes done <laughs> this past weekend. And that honestly, like, lifted my energy a lot. Um just knowing that I went to a salon and somebody massaged my hands and my feet and my toes look cute now. Like, that that made a big difference. It's, like, it's a very, very, like, superficial thing. But <laughs> but it just made me feel good. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important, you know. So just do whatever makes you feel good. If you, like, I don't know, if you enjoy reading, like, Set some time apart to read. If you enjoy painting or whatever it is, set. be very intentional about setting time apart to do the things that bring you joy. Because it's, it's really important to, to feel that right now, and especially when things may seem a little bit bleak. Um, yeah. Just cuidate. <laughs> Cuidate, cabrona. Hey. <laughs> New segment. Cuidate, cabrona. <laughs> Inspired by Fabi Fab's um, Gorilla Loca. Yes. <laughs> I think my recommendation, since you mentioned reading, was to read All About Love by Bell Hooks. <gasps> Bell Hooks. Yeah, she was a writer I think I first heard about in college. Mm-hmm. And then through through Instagram, I have a whole... You know how you can save your posts mm-hmm. and save them according to categories? Mm-hmm. I have one for books, and uh, All About Love kept coming up. So I had bought it, and I really recommend it. I'm very curious to... I'm reading it now, right, and my interpretations and my feelings around it now will most definitely change in five years and in ten years. So I'm excited to see how that um, evolves throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something interesting to 
take upon um, at whatever age you are, you know, how you interpret love. And it breaks down different stages of love, as in community, loss, um, relationships, self, etc. And it's, I think love is just a very much evolving, you know, thing that we, that we understand according to age and experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading this now as a 21-year-old. And I'm excited to see what I'll read it as. Yeah, what the fuck, Bella? You're 21. Very close to 22, actually. I'm like less than Ugh. two months away from 22. Yeah. Well, me and Paula are three years apart. Which is nothing. <laughs> she makes me feel old sometimes. <laughs> but really not. I mean, shit, I'm hella mature. <laughs> my, <laughs> my life experience. No. Um, That's great. I, I really like that book. Um, I recently got into a book club. What? Yeah. That's cool. If you want me to add you to it, just let me know. <laughs> well, what kind of books are y'all reading? Um, we are actually going to start reading this Friday, and the book is called Queenie. And it is by a black woman that is based in London. So, I'll keep y'all updated if you want. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, if you want to read the I book. I'm still reading um, a book that we had started in um, this book book big book club we had started so i'm gonna make my way around that i've been doing a lot of reading about music yeah so i can let y'all know what i know yeah but uh but that's yeah. my recommendation all about love by bell hooks yeah and you know read it mm -hmm. read it maybe drink some wine while you're reading Makes it more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I read it right before I go to sleep, but it definitely brings perspective into how now I interpret love. That would be an interesting conversation mm -hmm. to have in the future. We'll, we'll do it again next year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or in five years. Um, so moving on to uh, creator of the week. We had kind of hinted at it throughout the whole episode. I know. I think... We have the same creator of the week. Yes. So we are shouting out our dear, dear, dear friend, Linda. Uh, she is a local creator here in Milwaukee. She makes earrings. She makes rings. of many, many, many of my earrings. Yes. Both as, both as gifts and as purchases. She, yep. Hey, Linda, thank you so much. She gave me some homemade um, lip balm that I haven't found a lip balm that works <laughs> the same way. <laughs> um, so she, she makes lip balms. She makes um, baths as well. Um, she just makes a lot of stuff, and it's it's always great. Her shop is currently closed right now, so don't try to go and, like, buy something from her, but follow her. Follow, yeah, follow to know her. when the next... Um, what was it, Lisa? Okay. The next... Not shipment. Drop? Drop. Okay. Nice drop. Yeah. And it does say in her bio, shop currently closed. Stay tuned. So, you know, follow her. Um, her creations are beautiful. They are political. I have some uh, earrings that say abolish ice on them. I love them. I love her designs. Just everything about everything that she makes is just fucking beautiful. I have a little, little quick story um, from my high school graduation. We had to wear 
white gowns with white long gloves. And I had asked her to create me some sarape earrings because I said this to white. There need there needs to be some color. And right before I had to walk up to walk onto stage, I pulled them on real quick. And that was I had worn the sarape earrings that she ended up gifting me um, to to graduation. That was a goodie two shoes. I was like, ah oh, shit, I'm gonna get yelled at, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna graduate now. Um, so thank you, thank you mm -hmm. for making me those set up earrings yeah. and putting a little bit of color to all that white dress. Mm. Yeah, try to guess which shoes you want to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I Linda's creations are just they're beautiful. I don't know what else to say about them. They're just so hit them with the Instagram. Yep. Her Instagram is at Canelita Brown. So that is our creator of the week. But uh, yeah, no, our Chela oh, review. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> we both finished our two Chelas that um, were 10.1% alcohol. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure y'all noticed that like my speech kept getting worse <laughs> and worse throughout the episode. Um, I like this beer. I do too. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> I think at first, before we started recording, when we were eating, I was like, oh, it's hoppy. But I said, at the end of the episode, I'm going to like it. Excuse me. Gatita. One of the gatitos on the table. So Indy has decided to join, join us. Yeah. It's no longer just us two. It's us and Indy. Oh, <laughs> um, But yeah, I said, by the end of the episode, I'm going to love this beer. Which probably happens with every single beer. But, yeah. <laughs> but all right. Rating from one to five. Dale. What do you think? From a rating from zero to five. I'm going to give it, because I'm still not a f big fan of IPAs, and I think the reason why I was like, oh, this tastes good, was because the more I drink it, I mean, this comes in a four-pack. Yeah. Which rarely happens. Yeah. It's either in a six-pack, 12-pack, or 24-pack. Yeah, and I think the reason why it comes in a four-pack is because it's actually a pint. The oh. Yeah, it's one pint. So... Yeah, and they're also, they're craft beers, guys. Like, you know, our local breweries are just, that's, they're just going to be craft beers. But, um. But we'll be coming up with episodes that aren't only craft beers. True. I've had, true. we, we have had feedback of people who are ready to do different episodes according to different kind of beers. Which Ooh, I'm excited to. Yeah, I'm okay. excited to enter into. Um, so this is just right now what we've been, we just take turns buying the beer. Yeah. And I don't think we ever go into with like beers in mind. It's just whatever catches just, our eye. Yeah. So, um, stuff. but also just like on a side note, um, if you guys know of any like, uh, POC owned breweries, please let us know. I've been having a little bit of trouble finding some. I haven't so far, but if you know of, uh, even anybody who just, like, makes beer at their house. <laughs> They're willing to sell us a six-pack. Right. Like, just really just let us know we're, we're really... We we want to highlight POC businesses Most more definitely, than anything. Of course. Um, 
I just haven't had any luck really finding any information on ownership or anything like that on the breweries that I've been researching. Um, and honestly, today, uh, I knew I had to be here really, really quickly, right after work. I got out of work kind of late, so I just went to, like, the closest brewery to my job. Um, but, yeah, like, if you guys know of POC-owned breweries, please let us know. And even if they're far out, let me know. I don't care. I will make the trip out. I'm sure Paula would Road love trip. to join me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let us know, for real. Um, but for me... Did you say your rating? No. <laughs> no. Say your rating. <laughs> I think for me... Oh, man, I wish I had, like, one last to be like... Mm, um, all right, let's see, let's see. Just because I am not a biggest fan of IPA, even though this one has a little bit of citrusy, it's not too hoppy. I'm gonna give it a three point three. I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna just stick it at three. Um, I think I agree with you. A three. Uh, maybe a three point five. I liked it. I really liked the flavor. Um, but it just leaves a weird aftertaste sometimes. Maybe it's because we had onion. And I think onion is actually... I think onion clears your palate a little bit. Does it? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> don't quote me on that. Let right. us know. <laughs> don't quote me on anything I ever say about... I think it's beer. onion, but I could be wrong. Um, but, uh, I mean, I liked it. You know, I, didn't, I enjoyed it. It's, it's pretty smooth for being an IPA. Um, it is hoppy, but not, like, super hoppy. It's not... It's citrusy, but not very overpowering. Um, so I enjoyed it. Um, I just probably would have another beer if it was available. <laughs> I think it also has citrusy. It's kind of not sweeter, but it's definitely not as happy. Um, it's not bitter either. Mm -hmm. It's it's a good balance. It's mm -hmm. a good balanced um, IPA. I like, I like it. I, I think the label is kind of cool. I was looking at it throughout the episode. And I, at first I thought it was like a crab, like, opening up treasure. But it's actually, like, bottle and pills and a baseball. Yeah. And, and it toothpaste? actually... <laughs> is that toothpaste? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it actually says on the can that it inspired by the steroids era um which i'm curious to know when that era happened right because i feel like people still use steroids today <laughs> um but it's a good beer it, it, is, a good it beer. is a really good beer yeah and it's it has a high ass fucking alcohol content yeah and if each glass was a pint we had two pints which yeah. usually i can do but I think I'm good with two these. pints. Yeah, with these, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, two pints of this is yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to finish you will. the second one. <laughs> Bitch. You know you will. <laughs> you have to. Just going to um, do it even a beer. But yeah, if you guys want to check out Broken Bat Brewing Company, they, again, are located on 1st and Pittsburgh. Right across the street from Colectivo. Mm -hmm. Perfecto. 
And that concludes our episode of this week. What you mean? We gotta plug our socials. <laughs> I plug plug our socials. All right. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Mundo Musical Podcast. Twitter at Mundi, Mundo Musical Pod. And uh, we actually have a highlight in our Instagram stories um, where it lets you know where you can find us on Spotify. We also have a link tree. So it'll... (coughs) Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. (laughs) Paula is allergic to cats. I am allergic. (laughs) And I cats it a lot. Um, But uh, we have a link tree now. So we have actually the links to our Spotify pages. (coughs) Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. To our Apple Podcast page. Because we are on Apple Podcast now. It's so funny because... You had posted it on our Instagram, and I think it's funny when I'm like, oh my god, I know, I saw that. I laughed. I was like, Paula, just text me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts now, so please subscribe to us. Mm -hmm. Please follow us on Spotify. Leave us um, reviews, you know, so that we can get more known and more people subscribe to us, of course. Of course. Um, And we would eventually like to maybe have a little bit of money coming from this (laughs) so like the more that you guys share us the more that you guys subscribe to us um you know boost our numbers and whatnot we will be able to get more sponsorships and i don't know we're thinking about creating a patreon um we're just still kind of figuring that out but yeah um Go on to our link tree and you'll be able to find us on um, all the platforms that we are currently on. Please make sure to follow our Spotify playlist page. That's where we will be uploading our playlist that Mm -hmm. each of us creates according to each episode. So if y'all want to listen to something new or listen to our favorites, it will all be in our link tree that will lead you to our Spotify playlist page. Yep. And don't forget that you guys can always email us with feedback. Um, yes. Or if you just want to, like, discuss the music that we talked about. Or, you know, if you want to tell us, like, let us know about, like, your input. You know, let us know your input. We are always open to that. And we'd be glad to discuss music through email as well. Um, you can email us at mundomusicalpodcast at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to follow Linda. One of our very, very, very dear friends um, at Canalita Brown on Instagram. You can follow us. Uh, you can find our ads on our Mundo Musical page as well. You can follow Paula at Paula Lovo mm-hmm. on Instagram. Uh, but you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm at Gekka with um, periods in between all the letters. And like I said, you can find our ads on our podcast page. Yes. Anything else you want to add, friend? Eh, no. All right. <laughs> so that was episode three of Mundo Musical Podcast. Um, we love all the support. Keep listening yeah, to us. Yeah, actually, that's a that's something I want to mention. I appreciate everyone who's listened and gave feedback so far um, to our podcast. 
we are recording this without releasing episode two. So I want to send out so much love and cariño to everybody who has listened and shared our podcast so far. Yeah. I we appreciate it so much. Yeah. Like I'm an emotional love bitch, so like when I saw y'all like actually sending us like DMs and like reaching out to us on Facebook, uh in our personal pages and just letting us know that like y'all see us, y'all appreciate what we're putting out there and that you want to see more, like you have no idea what that meant to mm-hmm. us. It it made me want to cry. <laughs> I got I got excited, y'all. Yeah. Thinking about the future, what this could be. Yeah, so we 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 really do appreciate you guys. Um, tell your friends, tell your families, tell your mom, whatever. You know, tell your work friends, whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. you know what? Like my manager actually listened to my podcast, which I thought was crazy, but he listened. So yeah, like share it with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> share and send us your feedback. And hopefully give us the five stars on Apple. Five stars only. (laughs) (laughs) On Apple Podcasts. Because we want, you know, we want to share this outside of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And I think Paula and I want to do this all the time, I Mm -hmm. feel like. So if y'all want to make that happen for us, like, please, please share us. Subscribe to us. Leave us reviews. And hopefully in the future we can maybe make this a full-time thing who knows we could host events we could throw parties (laughs) i don't know there's a bunch of possibilities but yeah we appreciate all of you yes and with that bye peace y'all